Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on 21st of September 2011. For newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll find hundreds and hundreds of audios for free download and hopefully you'll get shortcuts to understanding this very uh, complicated system, the superstructure that's above all governments around the world where international corporations and big foundations trillion-dollar foundations fund massive armies of non-governmental organizations and think tanks, and they run your world for you. They work with government. They tell government what to do, actually. And, of course, the heads of your governments are put in anyway by a couple of organizations that have been here for an awful long time. i show you how it's done, and I'll show you, too, that the, the puppets they put in, prime ministers and presidents, all belong to this club. They know what they're put in for, and that's why they never go ahead and uh, fulfill the promises, that if they ever do any promises at all, that they, they gave the people for election. It's a very, very different world than the one that the media portrays to you. They get you caught, caught up really in in the nonsense down below and the side effects of the big changes we're going through. That's the job of the media, not to tell you the, the causes of them or where it's supposed to go. Remember, too, you're the audience that bring me to you so you can help me by buying the books and discs that I've got at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use a personal check or an international postal money order from the post office, or you can use PayPal. You'll find out how to do that at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And some people to send cash. Across the world, too, you've got some you've got, uh, MoneyGram, Western Union, and again, PayPal to order. And straight donations are awfully welcome in these very austere times because, as I say, I've never uh, considered this. It's not a business, and I don't expand. Uh, and believe you me, uh, it's a one-man kind of army where you're seven days a week either on the phone getting things fixed up for, for different things, talking to different people, getting the articles in, and then finding out what's useful to you, what you have to throw out, and then answering emails, that kind of thing. So it's, it's really, there's no stop here at all. And the only reason I'm doing it is because it's time someone did come out, and I did come out. Uh, to get the Patriot Movement away from the navel-gazing of looking inwards towards our own uh, areas, even within countries, and, and to tell them, look, this is an international uh, agenda here. And I, I connected all the dots for them, and, and it did it did certainly move the whole Patriot Movement business away from just looking at themselves. Now they know why, and they know the eugenics and all these things that were never mentioned before uh, are all a part of this controlling and managing populations we're managed. Sometimes we might, you might say we're farmed as well. I might touch on that tonight, but uh, we're definitely managed by world managers. And um, you, can, you can get courses, of course, through the United Nations to help be a world manager if you belong to the right family and you've done enough social activism and you've been involved in radical change. You only get grants, you see, if you're all for radical change 
all the the NGOs that, that, as I say, that are funded by the foundations also get cash if they promise governments that for radical change. That means turning everything that ever was or is completely upside down. All the old norms have to go. And, of course, that's why you have seen the end pretty well, almost of the family unit. That was a, a prime uh, tenet of the Communist Manifesto, was prime plank. It's been pretty well achieved. And then I've gone through the writings of Julian Huxley of United Nations, UNESCO, uh, to show you how the curriculum for the, the world we set up, where everything will be based on feelings and nothing to do with education, to make the people more easily managed when they grew up. And, of course, to make them a very promiscuous, hyper-promiscuity, he said, would eventually ensure there'd be no permanent bonding with any one partner. We've gone so far, and it's all done through primal entertainment and your educational system. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. And I'm sure most folk know that... um, at the moment, you have two meetings going on at New York. One is the Think meeting of IBM, where all the big fortune, whatever, how many companies they have now, at least the ones listed, uh, attend all the big players, all the CEOs. And you have the United Nations going on at the same time. And, of course, a lot of them will jump from one to the other during this, this, these particular conferences. And uh, it's interesting because some people in New York told me that they were crossing the street recently before I knew what was going on there. And this big cavalcade came down the road, and they were all crossing the road. The lights was, was for cross, and uh, they didn't stop. These cavalcades didn't stop. They just started plowing through the people. And the very rich, big SUVs, of course, policemen were driving them, and the, the tinted windows in the back, which could just make out the, the expensive suits and the particular features of the characters inside. So these were all the big CEOs of the boys and, and one guy went up and bashed the window. He says, what, what are you doing? And he almost knocked him down. And the cop just turned as, as though, how dare you, you peasant. Uh, and I, I thought at the time, this is just like the Middle Ages, when the king's carriage would go by and soak you in mud and you'd, uh, you'd say something and a, a guy with a big pike, a big spear, would prod you off or stab you or whatever. Nothing's changed, you know. Really, everything's all, all uh, distorted. Your perceptions are distorted by professionals in, in, in perception management, basically. And, of course, these people are not used to traveling through uh, the, the great unwashed masses down below. They generally end up on top of buildings and helicopters from their private little air bases where their private jets bring them, but they actually brought them through in these convoys. And so there are separate species, like Bertrand Russell said. He said, eventually the elite who really manage the world will become a separate species from the rest. They are. If you were to meet them in in their own surroundings, apart from you'd be floored by their surroundings, it's a conversation that would, you'd be like a different creature because they talk about things in a completely different way because they perceive the reality which they in themselves and all their intertwined organizations have created for the rest of us. Now, I can remember FDR, one of his books, he said that uh, it was advice to politicians, and he says any politician 
or anyone seeking election, especially for a presidency, would have he could commit suicide if he ignored the New York vote, he said. And Obama's the same here too. This it actually says in this this headline, Obama urges the United Nations to ignore Palestine. And I says uh, I put down a different headline and I put down um, Obama does not commit suicide over the Palestinian question, re-election suicide. Because that's really what it is. You know, these these little greasy characters that end up being presidents from Clinton, even before Clinton, right down to the present, are all the same. The little actors and everything they say is written by professional lawyers and speechwriters uh, who know how to manage perception. And you can tell it's definitely done by someone who studied the ins and outs of certain laws. But he says, you're speaking from the United Nations this morning, U.S. President Barack Obama told world leaders that Palestinians deserve recognition. That sounds good. You see, plus, okay. In his opinion, however, the U.N. shouldn't have to offer it. You see, see how it's done? <laughs> One year ago, I stood at this podium, and I called for an independent Palestine, he says. Obama reminded the General Assembly this morning from New York, I believed then, and I believe now, that Palestinian people deserve a state of their own. But then he added, you see, however, that the truth shouldn't be a matter of concern for the United Nations. Rather, added the President, a genuine peace can only be realized between Israelis and Palestinians themselves. Well, Netanyahu was just, he was over in the Congress getting 29 standing ovations just recently, making it quite clear that this is never going to happen. So it says, one year later, despite extensive efforts by America and others, the parties have not bridged their differences. What differences are there, you know? Yeah, you, you go armored cars, you go air forces, and a whole bit with ch- against children throwing stones. I mean, that's that's what you've pretty well got. I've watched this my whole life. You get, you get sick hearing it, but it goes on and on. And there's hardly any Palestinians uh, land left now, anyway. Some are more equal than others in such utopias eh? and, and democracies that we have. This world democracy, world understanding that we have today. He added that he and others have become frustrated by the lack of progress on the peace talks and said, the question isn't in the goal that we seek. The question is, how do we we reach that goal? Well, it's already said that it's nothing to do with we at all, it's to do with them. So it's a pure piece of uh, squirreling out, you know, grease yourself with some kind of grease and and squirm through the hole, uh, and then you'll hear the pop as you pop through. That's what he's doing there, because it's very important that he wants to run for the next election too. Anyway, that's how things really are. Now, everyone's probably well known on, on the page at radio about the OnStar and all the spy techniques that are used on the public. And, uh, of course, there's nothing, even the computer, especially the computer, that you take for granted. It was given to the public to profile us, monitor us, watch us, and spy on us constantly. They admitted years after they gave folk laptops that they were turning on their, their um, microwaves remotely, uh, their, their, their microphone, sorry, and listening to everything that you said, and, and all this stuff, you know. And then put cameras in and folk think it's just so they, they can see their friends and vice versa. No, it's so they, the governments can see you and what's in the room and who you're talking to. That's what it's for. Of course it is. That's the purpose of it. And also to shape a common culture across the world, the one the big boys want. And I, IBM, I'll touch on that tonight, because at that IBM, IBM Think meeting, they, go, they kind of touch on that in a very vague way, of course. They just keep mentioning that they're, they're helping shape the world. Shape the world, you see. And OnStar, as I say, is, this, this particular site I'll put up tonight at cuttingthroughmages.com is from one fellow who cancelled the OnStar subscription 
on his GMC vehicle after receiving an email from the company about their new terms and conditions. Well, most people, I imagine, would hit the delete button when receiving something as exciting as new terms and conditions. Being the nerd sort, I decided to have a personal drooling session and read it instead. I'm glad I did. On, on OnStar's latest TNC has some very unsettling updates to it, which include the ability to sell your personal GPS location information, speed, safety belt, usage, and other information to third parties including law enforcement. To add insult to a slap in the face, the company insists they will continue collecting and selling this personal information even after you cancel your service, unless you specifically shut down the data connection to the vehicle after cancelling. Eventually, they'll be, make it a law that you can't remove it or, or shut it down. The complete update can be found, and it gives you the link, and I'll put that up tonight too, as I say. Not surprising, I even had to scrub the link as it included my vehicle's VIN number to tell OnStar just what customers were actually reading, the new terms and conditions. They even they actually do that with everything. Who's actually reading this stuff? You know, there's nothing, no, no data, but they can get fantastic personality profiles on you. Most folk just scrub things, that's true. It's like every program they download, they just go through all the uh, terms of agreement and, and uh, click yes, and away they go. And they've signed everything away, and of course they've been monitored. And most of them don't mind today, actually, because they think the advantages outweigh the risks. That's, that's, you know, they've heard that term so many times. And they can go watch their favorite stuff and, and all the rest of it while they're being monitored. And remember I went through the article maybe a year, maybe two, maybe three years, I can't remember, on the radio about the Pentagon, which had a virtual reality uh, system in a, in a supercomputer where every citizen with a computer uh, has a, a virtual you inside, and they update it daily from your information that you put up willingly on the net there, just by your usage. And they, they then run programs with it to see how you would react in certain situations and how you would react to certain types of news. And they found the virtual you, they say, is pretty well identical to the real you. That's how you will react in these scenarios. Uh, we are just little little mice folks in a big uh, tube, a big uh, cage, and the experiments are being done on you every, every day. Same with, you know, same with the smart meters too. You get the bill in and then they tell you, uh, they don't say you've been a good boy, but it's almost there, it's almost at that stage now. And, and uh, your, your off-peak usage is, is blah, 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 and your on-peak usage is blah, blah, blah. And eventually they'll start adding to it and adding to it. Then they'll say, you've been using too much uh, of the, the, the on-peak hour time, blah, 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 and we're going to fine you for it. It's just basically like being in school and you get punishment and reward. There's no real reward so far except the pat on the head and being a good boy. That's about it right now. That's good enough for most folk because we're all trained that way, aren't we? Then last night, you know, I, I talked about the, the big uh, Times Atlas and how they put it out there and they had Greenland uh, with all its glaciers gone. And then, of course, the big companies got in and, um, and said that, uh, well, there's still plenty of glaciers all over the place. They said, yeah, but it might go that way in the future. In other words, it was a con because they'll be using all these big major atlases in school, this particular series. And they want to con, they've already lied to all the children, you see, so that they give up all the rights for global warming, climate change, and all that stuff. So they must uh, fudge all the facts to, to fit their, their indoctrinations. So they really, really believe it. Well, here's the Maldives, same, same, same company, same atlas, 
Maldives President Mohamed Nasheed signs a resolution during the underwater cabinet meeting held ahead of the UN climate talks in Copenhagen. That was in 2009. That's still a big photograph you can see yourself. That's how far they go. Because, see, the Maldives lives on cash being thrown at them. They live on it. That's their income. That's the only income they have now. Uh, so if it's not for climate change, they ain't got any cash left, you see. So anyway, the Times Comprehensive Atlas of the World will completely omit Maldives in its upcoming 14th edition, media reports say. The British newspaper Daily Telegraph reported that the Times Atlas will omit them at Maldives and, and Tuvala, an island nation located midway between Hawaii and Australia, and major parts of Bangladesh in order to convey the emotional truth about man-made climate change. That fits right into the, the new curriculum they've all got from the United Nations, and Scotland's probably leading the charge with that one. It's all based on feelings. How do you feel about that? You, know, you look at a picture, oh my God, they've disappeared under the water. Oh, I feel terrible. And it's all lies. It's all lies. So here they are fudging all the major atlases to fit the lies. And it says, the newspaper quoted Times Atlas spokesperson David Rose is saying that the decision to make Maldives to have major parts of Bangladesh may not be strictly geographically accurate. <laughs> like they're still there. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix and just going over how uh, they have to actually lie openly now about all the cons that they pull off. It doesn't matter, there's no shame in it because it's the right thing to do is lie to the public because you must get all these carbon taxes through and, and it's for a, a good cause even if it's all lies. That's what uh, Christine Stewart said from Canada. She was uh, up in the federal government. She says, it doesn't matter if it's all, it's all bogus, if it's all, all wrong, all, all information about global warming. We can use it for, to bring equality across the world to places like, well, Palestine. I should never mention Palestine at all, of course. It doesn't get mentioned by these people. Anyway, it says here, getting back to this times, uh, making the Maldives and other islands disappear, uh, because one day they might, you see. It says, if the Maldives government says the Maldives is drowning, they must be drowning. Frankly, I think it's despicable, he says. All those deniers who are saying it was just a publicity stunt cooked up by green activist Mark Linus to blackmail the international community and giving the Maldives more air, aid money. It's the only money they've got. When's the last time you imported something from the Maldives? Why would a government lie about something as serious as climate change, he said? Because it's big business. They've got all the thousands of scientists. Raking it in, you know, raking it in. And the longer they keep it going, they're a lifetime job. Otherwise, they're looking for work and more grants and something else. But they'd have to do some work. According to the Daily Telegraph, Rose stressed that the Times Atlas team believes that maps published at present should reflect things that would probably happen in the future. No, that's not what educational maps are supposed to be about. Understand it's not just the maps. They're teaching this rubbish in school. All for interdependence and to be good, good global citizens. Anyway, it says, I'm pleased to say this is a view of the world shared by my colleagues at Times Comprehensive Atlas of the World. They understand that maps based on accuracy, uh, accurately recorded geographical features belong in the Victorian age. So real maps of how it really is belong in the Victorian age of child chimney sweeps. Child chimney sweeps, eh? That's a lot of carbon. What we need now is maps that change the world, transforming it into something which isn't actually yet, but might be one day if we don't act now, he says. 
<laughs> you got you got to laugh if you can still think at all, eh? And that's one thing. Once they destroy your sense of humor, you've had it. Because it's so, it's farcical. It's farcical. See, if you don't have a sense of humor, you'll be insane. And I said that in 2011. On September 11th, as you said, 2001, I said, uh, the hardest thing from now on will be to hold on to your sanity. And as sure is, eh? Here they go, teaching this rubbish. Now, I'm also putting up tonight uh, as a, a video on Palestine, some of the history. It's called Occupation 101. And it's a seven-part series. I haven't seen it all because I can't, on my satellite, get punished uh, by the satellite company if I try to use more than 10 megabytes at once. So, uh, and I pay a lot of cash for that. But anyway, it's owned by Hughes Corporation, of course, which is more intent than making sure the military get all, all their data going back and forth to their drones to bomb places, people and stuff. I'm just a side effect. to spin off the excess to the, the losers at the bottom. But anyway, I'll put that up tonight and you can have a look at that. Now, I've talked about the dehumanization process, and believe you me, it's gone as far worse than I even I, because all the time you get information coming in. And then there's the government of Norway, I think it was, who actually pay couples, uh, pornographers actually, to have sex in the streets to save uh, the rainforest and stuff like that. They give them grants, this non-governmental organization. Grants for that. No kidding. You, I'd see countries like that have gone. They're finished. That's the history. That's why they bring the historians in to the big think tanks and, and to the, the State Department and to the United Nations and advisors to, to Obama. How did previous cultures go down the tubes? So if you want to go down the tubes, and that is the intention, remember, destruction of nationalism across the world. That's why they formed the Macy Group and, and the president gave them the right to change forever American culture because they thought it was too fascist. It might go the way that Hitler went after World War II. And they've been at it ever since, and for interdependence, etc. And so they, 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 they literally have um, changed the whole, whole, whole world, your way of thinking, your way of being. And that's why they funded all these crazy uh, groups to make sure that you, you literally um, will have nothing in the past to hold on to. And they just bypass the present generation and go for the young. Every time, Lenin said that was a strategy. And again, too, once you have a nation is coming to an end or an empire comes to an end, you have debauchery everywhere. It was called debauchery. You have um, complete devaluation of human life, uh, massive sexual promiscuity of all the most bizarre types. It keeps getting more bizarre all the time. And and then the, the, the elite themselves or the manager managerial class in uh, previous, like Greece and Rome, didn't have children, so they, there was nobody left to take over of the managerial class, you see. This time they'd actually pay the managerial class to have children. It doesn't matter if they're married or not, just have a child, and they get trained in special schools, like the United Nations. The, the, the ones in the United Nations have their own schools for UN uh, children that, that are the offspring of people at the United Nations. That They actually breed them there. No kidding. And they have another one for, for the ones running the European Union, for all the, the bureaucrats. It's just astonishing. You see, all, all democracy in your government is just, as I say, all it is now is the rubber stamp from all the big think tanks and foundations that run the world. That's really what it is. And as it dehumanize society in all kinds of ways until it cannot stand, because that's when you destroy nationalism and then you're international, uh, I've already talked about how they hang uh, people on, well, well that actually were people who de- are dead now, hang them on wires, plasticize them, and hang them on display and pretend it's art, you know. 
so that artsy-fartsy liberal types can go and say, yes, it's terribly interesting as this corpse is dangling away there. Uh, you know, that kind of nonsense. But now they're going after the organ harvesting even more than it has before. I'll, I'll touch on this when I come back from this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm back cutting through the matrix. And, you know, it's, it's true enough, you know, if you want to understand formula, the formula of how to build up a nation or take it down, you just study the past. And that's why, as I say, they keep bringing in historians and philosophers in to advise presidents. Carl Quigley himself did that in a big, big time for the State Department and even for the Pentagon. So they understand the warfare they wage on others, and now they're waging the war on themselves because the U.S. must sink into the system that it's funded and created. It's just finishing off the last few countries as they go down the tubes. I've always said that they pull the rug from under Americans at home to fit into the very system which they help create. And But anyway, dehumanization is a big part of it, of course, uh, if you want to end the old system. And we see the same things, as I say, with dead corpses or corpses hanging on wires, plasticized, and even ones with fetuses or babies in them. They have them ripped off like you see, and you can ponder and go, ooh. And they even hire them out to, for movies. They've been, they've been in movies, some of these things, sitting around bars and uh, for, the, for the avant-garde who don't get put off by anything. They're so, you know, so liberal, nothing upsets them, you know, except maybe, you know, another side of things. But anyway... Here's an article here about the, the organ donations. I've mentioned this is a big racket across the world. That is part of the dehumanizing zionization process. And it's also to get you used to the fact that you're nothing. The whole idea of, oh, there's so many folk on the planet, you're just another animal, yada, 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 that that was one of the, again, another tenet set out by Julian Huxley at United Nations UNESCO a long time ago. He says we must kick man off his pedestal and bring him down to the level of the animals. And then, of course, in the Earth Summit with Maurice Strong, written up, of course, by the Rockefeller family, a private organization, again, the Earth Summit, that we've all signed on to and we're following like it's the law, uh, then you'll find that, we're, that the animals have more rights than we do now. And now they dehumanize us until we accept we're dehumanized. We will behave like animals. And that's how we're treated by the cops. And that's how the cops are told to look upon us, actually, in this present system. Anyway, in some countries, in retrieving organs, you can actually put in a bid before you kill them. Of course, like China, if the DNA matchup's pretty good, they'll actually take the guy out and shoot him for you from a prison. And in other countries, they're catching up. They were a bit behind in the West. They were, you know, old-fashioned stuff. Anyway, um, surgeons retrieving organs to be transplanted just after a patient's heart has stopped beating will no longer have to wait to make sure it doesn't start up again if new proposals are adopted. I think in the U.S., it's actually brain death, and, and then they can go in when the heart is beating. They prefer that, actually. And... Um, in other countries, it has to be the hearts that have stopped beating before they can go in, and, and they call it harvesting. And harvesting is an interesting term because it's a farming term, isn't it? You harvest the, the wheat and the grain, and the, the, again, it's all perception management. Well, they're just harvesting, yeah, organs, eh? Organs. 
And you are a business now. We're all a business, right down to when you're, when you're, after your autopsies. I mean, that, that bill from the autopsy or, or, the, or the guy who does a postmortem, that gets, that goes to the government, local government, and gets paid for that. Doesn't matter what you died of, or even if you know, they know what you were died of after all the tests, they've got to do that. It's all procedure, and he gets his cut as well. And then they train us through all the movies and police movies that this is normal. That should be called desecration of the body. When they, when they chop out the brain and, and, and drop your liver into a weighing machine and, oh, how interesting, it weighs so-and-so, and back in again, and then they stitch you up. It's just desecration. You understand we're all trained, trained, trained through fiction until services become authorities. Anyway, the critics now fear seriously all patients could be viewed more like tissue banks than sick people if the plans to change rules about organ donation go ahead. There's currently a ban on considering anyone to be a potential donor before doctors and family members have independently decided to, tr- to stop trying to save them. That's poised uh, to be eliminated if the plans by the group that coordinates organ allocation in the United States are adopted. So, see, they're amalgamating all these, these non-profit organizations that rake in billions of dollars every year, like uh, the Richmond Non-Profit Organization. That's who handles um, uh, the, the organs themselves, making a lot of cash out of it. You know, so under non-profit, you can give your CEO oh, $2 million a year if you want to as a paycheck, and they call themselves a charity. That's a racket of NGOs. The proposed changes by the United Network for Organ Sharing the Richmond non-profit organization that coordinates organ donation under a contract with the federal government are part of the first major overhaul of the 2007 guidelines governing donation after cardiac death, or DCD, which accounted for 6% of the 28,000 organs transplanted in 2010. Champions of the proposals claim the changes strengthen the transplant system because they align the rules with other regulatory bodies and better ensure that the wishes of donors and their loved ones are honoured without sacrificing necessary protections. It means it's easier to get the organs for those big guys with the cash who deal in organs, plus the big surgeons who make the incredible money off transplantation as well. That's really what it's about. Everything's law speak, isn't it? Legal speak and conology. Isn't it? That's what it's all about. It's always about cash and people who want to get more cash. And it's a great system because they get it all for nothing. I mean, you, you being a sustainable or a renewable resource, you see, that's what we're classified now under the United Nations. You're all renewable resources, humans. Uh, we give ourselves voluntarily for free. And these guys make their living off, off what's left of you. It's just astonishing, really. So that some fat, fat multi-billionaire uh, can live another two or three years, generally. That's generally what it is. Because I know some transplant surgeons. I get all the inside stuff. Yeah. And another article here is from Leading Through Systemic Change, the IBM uh, stuff that's coming out right now from there. Now, all the big companies are there. Because they all work together, they all work on consensus towards the future that is planned, and through changing the system, they call it systemic change. The future of leadership leading through systemic change. And I'll put this up, this two or three to this particular IBM uh, uh, talk that's going on, the Forum on the Future of Leadership. And so, of course, what they do to get a leader is make sure through the, uh, two or three years they test them all out to see who's the best psychopaths and make them CEOs, etc. Because that's, that's what leaders are. CEOs are, are always psychopathic in nature. 
And they go into their history, how IBM was born. It's interesting, IBM, if you speak it as I-beam, isn't it? An I-beam. You see the old stuff in Egypt, you would see the eye, that the light shining from, from Ra's eye. And the little tendrils coming down like ropes with the symbol of Ankh on it that Aten loved so much because it meant that anyone it came down to with, with eternal life was a chosen person. That's where all that chosen stuff started, you know. And uh, it wasn't for everybody. I, I mean, Aten, uh, Akhenaten didn't believe it was for everyone. It was only for special ones, a few, very well, wealthy ones, the ones at the top, just like today. Because eugenics never stops, you see. It's a very snobbish affair, very snobbish. But I'll put these links up to show you how they're changing the system worldwide, through every country, working in partnerships with every government. At the same time, all of these groups and all of these big uh, corporations that run our world and how they guide your future, regardless of who you think you're voting for or even what you think you're voting for. And uh, another one, too, is about a smarter planet as well from the same bunch, Think Forum. Uh, and... Uh, it tells you what they're up to, to an extent, on an exoteric scale, that is. Anyway, the, the gathering of the 700 future leaders uh, representing businesses, government, science, and academia from around the world. 700 of, of these big uh, agencies around the world are attending and also popping back in and out to the United Nations to see where grants will be given through our tax money via the United Nations for supposedly third world countries where they will put their other factories and businesses, etc., and hire cheap labor. It doesn't go to the people. It goes to their corporations around the world. That's the real, the real thing that's going on here. Everything is a con. You know, I've always said we're treated like children, and that is how we're treated. Oh, don't tell the children. They'll get upset if you tell them the truth. Just like the, the fake maps are putting out too. So you, you tell them little, little, what you think are white lies. Only these guys are into the black lies system because it's purposely worked out by their think tanks, their strategists, and even how to implement them through their Madison Avenue uh, gurus to make sure that we all have the proper indoctrination and perceive things the way we're supposed to perceive things. That's really what it's about. Now, uh, I think it was a caller. It was our caller on the line. It's taking a minute to connect. I've got thunderstorms right over my head at the moment as I speak, so it takes a minute to come and get it through, and nothing's coming up so far. But uh, I think it's Alex from BC. Are you there, Alex? Hi. How are you, Alan? I'm hanging in here with my the skin of my nails, as we say, skin of my nails. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on fixing that. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of fixing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we've got your package together. Um, we're uh, hoping you're as well as can be under the circumstances. Yeah, well, it's um, it's just astonishing to, to uh, mainly right now, uh, people are so used to me across the world just coming on like someone on the same time every night, year after year. They never ask how it keeps me going. And, of course, I don't go by the big advertisers. I don't um, get cash from from, from uh, big advertisers. I could. I could bring lots of them on too and make five grand a pop, you know, easy. But I don't because it, it kind of ties your hands and um, you can't really say what you want to say, but maybe certain things if you're asked. So to be kind of free, uh, I, I do it this way, the suicidal way, because as I, as I came from Scotland and Scotland's patron saint is the, the patron saint of, uh, of people who commit suicide, I think, you know, lost causes. So parents saying I've lost causes. So hopefully I can keep going a little bit if people keep donating and buying the books 
and that way they get an alternative view on things because this this particular broadcasting uh, organization RBN and me being on it for a long time has changed so much within the whole patriot movement it was it was very shallow before and now it's expanded its horizons into the big big picture because it's they followed this actually yeah yeah well um well, I'll I'll go to what I was going to say at the end is that um what we're going to do is I start working because I'm just headed back to work now. I, it, it took quite a bit of getting uh, my physio done and stuff. Um, but um, I'm just going to start working. I went to a special effects department meeting um, because our union is being globalized. Yeah. And uh, so they, they got me back in there that way. Um, and I went and spoke with some of the senior members and showed them the new architects and engineers uh, DVD uh, explosive evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that? No, I've, I've heard about it. Little clips here and there, little little presentations, but I haven't seen it now. Right. Okay. Well, we're gonna we, we're trying to we sent you some links, but if you can't see those, we're burning you a copy. I've got uh, uh, we are Change Victoria burning you a copies right now, mm-hmm. and um, we're gonna put that in your package, and then um, what? Someone's gonna either drive it to Sudbury or we'll send it by courier or something. So that it's not tampered with. So that's yeah. number one. Well, I'll tell you one thing: the the, uh, uh, the FedEx FedEx will deliver to this door UPS lines. They said they they will, but they never have. They want to train the public to go and pick it up. But uh, so F- FedEx is okay. So it's okay. noted then. And uh, we've got you uh, some stuff from Humphrey as well. And we just went around and did a, a you know my, the kids and I collected the vitamins and did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the other thing uh, we want to do is we want to say, as I'm going back to work, we're going to send you a percentage of, uh, like a portion of my take-home pay to mm-hmm. keep you uh, going. And we'd like to uh, ask that the uh, regular listening audience does the same thing because, you know, I, I've been uh, off work for 13 years with the exception of eight months mm-hmm. because of government corruption. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've done so much to help us um, understand, survive, and fight ruling group uh, racketeering and tyranny that uh, we feel that you're about the most important person to, to support. So we're asking that the listening audience does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I pre- appreciate that for sure. That's, uh, that's a new one. Yeah. No problem at all. Um, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's definitely that. So there's your commercial. <laughs> yeah. Not that it was asked for, but it's necessary to say that apparently. It is. It, it, everyone expects everyone else to send some cash in, and that's as far as they think. Or someone else will do it. And of course, no one does it then, because they they, they really expect you to be on every night. Oh, he'll, he'll be back on tomorrow night. Yeah, that's what they think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, they kind of take it for granted. There's so many other things going on, and as the economy collapses, you know, the, the yeah. whole deal. I think um, they just they mean to, but they can't get around to it. Well, we're we're making it a priority. So we we do it uh, before we pay for other things, and then we scramble to get the money for the other things we're supposed to pay for, and mm-hmm. and that way it happens. So it's it's pretty much the way people should should get on things is is to uh, prioritize what's what's most important. And in the face of tyranny, you're uh, one of the most sound voices of reason and um, truth out there. So I think. Um, you know, your your listening audience appreciates you. I just think they need some prompting in the right direction. They need prompting. I mean, literally, I get thousands of emails all the time, and um, <laughs> uh, but uh, they never ask. They never ask you how are you doing or how. Uh, they'll hear about computers busting and frying and three things down one week. One computer fried, uh, the backup battery system fried, and uh, and then two monitors fried as well, all, all in one week. And of course, I have to replace all those. Uh, so these things are ongoing. 
Uh, and even now as I'm talking, the satellite just packed in because there's a thunderstorm, lightning storm right above me. It's been there for eight hours. Eight hours of lightning. <laughs> So, oh, that's bizarre. They don't usually have eight hours at a time. <laughs> oh, well, you do when they're using the harp. And I, and I use a shortwave to pick it up, and you're going to hear it building up to it. And, uh, you know, that woodpecker sound, and uh, it's quite fascinating to, to compare it with that old uh, CBC or, or CNS documentary from the, the 70s. Same sound when it was first picked up, when it was coming out of Riga by the Soviet Union. Uh, it blocked out the whole band of, of, of ham radio. Uh, but it's exactly the same sound we get now. It's, it's 24 hours a day now that it's always on one of the bands. So we're getting bombarded with the psychotronics that, that Kissinger or Brzezinski um, uh, talks about, uh, and uh, we're, we're definitely pretty well there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the same thing, particularly around the, the 10th uh, annual Memorial 9-11 rally we had uh, with We Are Change on the legislature lawn here in uh, Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, home of the Canadian Navy, yeah. um, and we've been—we uh, know they're killing us, like you said last night with uh, Barrett, that caller that called in last at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we we know they're definitely killing us, but they seem to be uh, uh, doing different things in different areas. So what mm-hmm. what he sees and what we see and what you see are all usually different things. Yeah. And uh, we feel that they're probably also experimenting on us on the way out. Like we're already dead to them, but we're still. Yeah. Like we're less than lab rats or something. That's right. I mean, we're not even eating food anymore. We're eating the strange, uh, scientifically created mush. Uh, and of course we, we, we're also injected with, with incredible stuff. A definite agenda. A definite agenda. I was the first one to put up the Dr. Salk interview with his, himself and, and uh, his, his colleagues that came out with the polio vaccine admitting that there's over a hundred, I think, uh, simian or monkey viruses, live viruses in every shot, including the, the, the SV40. Uh, which causes cancer. There's no other function than, but to cause cancer. So these guys have always known what they were doing, and that falls right in with the, the depopulation agenda. Uh, they had, had a meeting many years ago at the United Nations, and then it was, it was held especially for doctors, and then groups from the UN around uh, Britain and else other countries, America. And they said, well, people should die of something. It might as well be cancers. And that's what we're seeing today. It's just we're all dropping like flies. But thanks for calling, Alex, and we'll be back after this break. Hi, folks, I'm back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix, and... Uh, you probably hear this thunderstorm crackling away on the line here, but uh, that's the, the new weather as they play with their toys. They've been doing that for an awful long time, and of course, they, once in a while they'll admit it. And I read last night about all the, the, the stuff that was spraying on the public in Britain for over many, many years, and that only goes up to about 1970 because the rest of it since then is ongoing, and they actually admitted that they can't talk about recent things until the official secret time or act time up, the, secret, the official secret act they have uh, in about so, 50 years or something. So anyway, we're always being poisoned, taken down and so on. That's how you manage the herd. As I say, we're farmed, you see, like Charles Fort said. But uh, looking into Australia, it's awfully important because they're cutting edge here on the carbon tax under the Fabian Gillard over there, who has been put in there for this very reason. And uh, we've all to follow them. And I'm putting up tonight a link to uh, an audio 
from Australia where you hear Professor Henry Ergus talking about the carbon tax and how it's about 960-odd pages to start off because they'll keep adding to it as time goes on. Uh, so in other words, the average person is not going to wade through this or, or even make heads or tails of it. But it's really going to impact the economy. And you hear them talking about how incredible this, this particular type of tax is, is and what it's going to do to the average person. Uh, it's in, so that a few big corporations can use them to trade and make profits off of. Really, that's what it's all about. And to get us used to the idea of personal carbon taxes. That's what's coming out of this, personal carbon taxes. You'll each, they'll actually say that you've got the right to have your own carbon credits. That's what they tell you. They already did that to the corporations. And once it's yours, you see, you've, you've just committed a legality with them. And so uh, regardless of the economy or what happens down the road, you're still liable to pay those taxes. And if not, the government themselves will use your tax money to pay off what you, what you owe. So one way or another, this big incredible scam that's, going to, that's got nothing to do with global warming or climate change or CO2. Uh, remember, Lord Rothschild put this forward himself in Britain, for God's sake. He himself put it through the House of Lords and introduced it. And he said the family uh, bank in Switzerland, the actual private bank that they own, uh, will deal with the world's carbon taxes. And then Al Gore is one of his little minions that also did the same in the U.S. This is a must-be. In other words, come hell or high water, or if, if the great God himself came down and uh, stood upon all the, the, the oceans and yelled out, it's all a farce, they're going to go ahead regardless because this is one of the biggest control systems ever, right down to a personal level. It's all about energy control and gouging you and punishing you for existing, folks, so that an elite can get even more fantastically stinking rich. I mean, this is the Wizard of Oz. This is fantasy island. It's beyond everything you've ever dreamed of. And here we are going through it. It's just incredible. It's out of the... I don't think there's a, a fantasia out there in any movie that could keep up with the rubbish. It's been promoted through all the schools on a global agenda, through, again, companies like IBM, propaganda, propaganda, through all your fiction. Uh, authors being told to put this in their books and, and scriptwriters working for the Pentagon to put it in all the darn movies. We're living in complete perception, creation, and management. And it's not going to change until you get off your hind legs and just say no. Learn that little word. It's very quick to say no. You know, sometimes you have to say it quietly, otherwise you've got to yell it. And then you've got to be prepared to back it up by, by doing no and saying no. That's how you do it. You gotta. Slavery is slavery. I don't care what kind of new term they want to call it. Now from Hamish, who's my pooch, my dog, and myself from Ontario, Canada. It's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. And remember, buy the books and donate and help me uh, just, just scrape along here. That's all I need to do is scrape along. I don't eat much. <laughs>